0: Welcome to the 195th episode of the Young Turf Podcast, Mason Viner and Jack Rothenberg. Jack, um, well Maryland's back in the win column and now one game away from bowl eligibility after a 38-35 to win over Indiana and in comes Penn State. Uh, what was your take on last week's game Maryland uh, finally ends the three-game slide? Yeah, definitely a good win for the Terps. I, I was
1: definitely happy with the way they played. I think couple of the big things that stood out to me was their rushing attack they finally sort of pounded the rock down down inside the tackle box with uh 46 rushes in total on the day and also carlos carrier i mean he had a phenomenal day with two touchdowns and a a highlight play with an ankle breaker so it was just a great game for the terps
0: yeah it, it was uh good to see maryland back where they want to be, which is winning the game, obviously uh, not by the margin that they could have won or should have uh, won by a couple of dropped interceptions, some missed opportunities along the way. Uh, Maryland almost found a way to let that one slip, but they come away with the win. That's what's important. And really a big point of what, what you just said, uh, they committed to the run. Maryland runs the ball 44 times, doesn't really find uh, any huge carries or, or really any steady chunk yardage from it but it was a uh, team effort to commit to the run and and it worked out in maryland's favor uh this week in comes an opponent well that maryland knows very well penn state comes to college park this week jack what's your take on the nittany lions and up and down season uh from penn state and uh the james franklin coach team yeah definitely with penn state coming in it's obviously
1: a big big opponent for the terps and i think it's a totally different team when Sean Clifford's playing for Penn State. Obviously, he was hurt earlier in the year, but now he's back. He played last week against Ohio State, so it's definitely going to be a big, tall task for this defense to try and stop him in the Penn State offense. But something to watch out for is that Sean Clifford, while he does seem at first glance as like a as more of a immobile quarterback, someone that likes to sit in the pocket, he has the ability to run. He's 56 rushes on the year, so that's something that the Maryland defense needs to be prepared for on
0: Saturday yeah, and most of those coming earlier in the season, Jack, you mentioned it. Uh, Sean Clifford suffered an injury against Iowa that he's not completely back from. Uh, Penn State never really disclosed what it the injury was. It is something to do with the back and ribs area of Clifford. He hasn't really been mobile uh, since the backup Taekwo Robertson, not a guy that Penn State wants to play, eleven for twenty eight on the year two picks that came against Iowa. Uh, one-touchdown pass. So they didn't really have much out of their backup. Uh, Clifford came back into that Illinois game uh, after the Iowa loss, and Penn State was not able to do anything on offense. Uh, The rushing attack from the Nittany Lions has been limited this year. Noah Kane, uh, Kevion Lee really haven't been able to get much going. Both of them uh, still under 300 yards rushing for the season. The team... Uh, Penn State is in the net yardage category, still under 1,000 yards as a team, 865 yards and 10 touchdowns rushing total for Penn State. Uh, They've gained just over 1,000 yards, but if you factor in the lost yardage uh, of their players, it nets out to 865 yards on the season. Uh, Not really the Penn State that we're used to seeing for the second straight year, a team that's really been carried by its star player, and that being Jahan Dotson, who. In my book, has to be the number one wide receiver in college football. Right, it's
1: it's their tandem and wide receiver with him and Parker Washington is also a big name to watch out for for Penn State. And something that I noticed last week is they they don't really they don't uh, get the running game going as much as we've been talking about with with Maryland needing to do that. Last week, Sean Clifford had 52 pass attempts, so they like to just keep the ball in his hands and make him let him make plays back there with distributing the football. And obviously as you talked about, John Dotson's his main target on those plays.
0: Yeah. And it's a team in Penn state that, you know, I've never really been a huge fan of. They're one of my least favorite teams in college football, but their receiver combo this year between Dotson and Parker Washington, Parker Washington, I feel like it's one of the more undervalued players in all of college football. Uh, He gets open. He finds ways to do it. He's a big third down threat uh, for Penn state. They've been a, team that has, I think, done a lot more than people have expected. Yeah, they're 5-3, and and that's not really the Penn State standard, but a lot of injuries on the defensive side of the football to guys like P.J. Mustafar, who um, the Terps recruited heavily coming out of high school, along with Tyree Castro-Fields, another guy that Maryland was after, but a defense uh, that really is one of the best in the country, Joey Porter Jr., um, great secondary. They've been a little bit banged up up front, but one that's going to give Maryland fits, and not really a matchup that I love for the Turps overall. Maryland coming in as a 10-point underdog, uh, down from 11. So some money coming in on Maryland.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. And something that Maryland needs to do on Saturday if they want to be successful, is we talked about this last week when, when the Turps take on Indiana, I think as you talked about with this State defense being a well-put-together group, they're going to need to get a little bit creative and find different ways as we talk about it those swing passes, the short routes, they may work early, but as the game goes on, they might be able to take those away. And Maryland's going to have to get a little bit creative in what they do on the offensive side of the ball.
0: Yeah. And good point there, Jack, Maryland swing, pass motion, those, those toss plays, the inside shovel passes really haven't worked against the big boys that they've played this year. And, And Penn state, at least on the defensive side of the ball fits into that category. Um, against Iowa and Ohio State, it didn't work as well. Minnesota, Maryland never really got into rhythm out of that game. That was kind of their shock game of the year after all their wide receivers uh, were injured. That's kind of where I put that. But it's going to take some amount of points to win. That number for me is somewhere around 27 to 31 points, which would uh, make the Terps the team that scored the second most points. Ohio State put up only 33 uh, against Penn State last week. But Maryland's going to need to score. You're right. They need some creative plays. I think an early trick play maybe in the book uh, from the coaching staff this And You know, it's getting off to a fast start, forcing an early turnover and being able to punch those in for touchdowns, not really field goals. Maryland's going to need, uh, like I just said, somewhere around 30 points to I think have a chance in this game because the Terps defense struggled uh, yet again. and And it looks like some more injuries have been suffered on the, Front seven, it, it may look like Mokite is out for this game. He reaggravated a toe injury, Mike Loxley said, um, and another injury. Knows the Terps confirmed that Dante Banks uh, is out for the season. So, you know, it's it's going to be a mix of things, but they definitely need to step up and have some good things happen for them to to come out on top this week.
1: Yeah, and as much as it's on the offensive
0: side of the ball to put up points, it's also on the defense to obviously
1: you're going to give up yards to this Penn State offense, but it's the bend don't break mentality inside the 20s it, it's got to be the the mindset of getting them to uh, fourth down and have them kick a field goal because they they can't afford to get down early and have to try and climb back which we've seen in the past does not work for maryland and i think a big part of that is going to be on this defensive line because the the penn state penn state has led up 17 sacks this season through eight games and as we've seen, Sam O and, and company have been able to get pressure on the quarterback, and that could be a key. With As we were talking about earlier, Sean Clifford still dealing with a little bit of issues with that injury he suffered a couple weeks ago. So that defensive line can get going. It could, be, it could force turnovers for the Terps, and it could definitely change the game as,
0: as we, we hope to see on Saturday. Yeah, and this is uh, another big moment for this team. Uh, and I know that I've said that almost every week. Uh, this year and, and I said it in our last podcast which uh, unfortunately had some audio issues before the Indiana game but this is another chance to change the narrative yet again they did it last year after that horrible week one performance against Northwestern Maryland really bounced back a couple games and it, it came to a head when they beat Penn State and Happy Valley pretty handily so this is and I've seen it written a lot of places a lot of fans have checked out for the season, you know they they and, and Maryland football, I believe, is aware of that and knows knows why that happened. It's pretty obvious. But this is a chance to get the casual fans back involved. The win on Saturday does a lot. It looks like there's somewhere around 45,000 tickets already sold. Rumor mill had it there's only 7,500 tickets left uh, as of yesterday. Jack, we know the students are going to show out. It's a big game uh, for a lot of people. A lot of family rivalries involved, uh, and definitely a lot of friend. Uh, rivalries involved between these two teams so an opportunity for maryland to kind of get back going the right direction and this will be a huge one for michael oxley because you would be taking this team to a bowl if they come out with a win
1: yeah and something to pay attention to is mike loxley alluded to on tuesday in his press conference it's something i'm at least watching out for is on saturday how many of those seats are filled by penn state fans versus maryland fans because. You were just talking about there are a lot of relationships between Maryland people, Penn State people, obviously a big rivalry game. There's going to be Penn State people traveling to College Park to watch this game. So it's obviously a big factor, whether the stadium is is filled with Terps fans or even 50-50. It it, it obviously favors Penn State if it's 50-50. So if Maryland fans can kind of fill the stadium and give the Terps that extra push, that would be a
0: big help for them. Yeah, and unfortunately, I don't really see it being that way. Just Really, I wouldn't be surprised if there's just not a lot of fans in the stadium on Saturday. As big uh, of a game this it usually is for Maryland, especially when it's in College Park. A lot of fans for both of these teams are disappointed at this point in the year. You know, Penn State comes in at 5-3 and three with an injured quarterback and not really too exciting of an offense. And everybody knows the goals of James Franklin going into every year is to compete to be in the big 10 championship right now. If Penn state doesn't win this game, yeah, they get one more shot at a bowl game against Rutgers and they could beat Michigan or Michigan state, but Penn state and Maryland are in very similar spots in their season right now. You know, and Penn state obviously had much more lofty goals, but both of these teams really look at it. There's one or two opportunities that are realistic to make a bowl game for Maryland. It's this week and their Rutgers game. And for Penn state, it's this week's game in their Rutgers game. So two teams that really aren't where they hoped they would be at this point in the year. And we really what could end up with kind of a disappointing showing from both sides fans uh, come Saturday, even though, you know, those, you know, 10 to 20,000 Penn state fans or 20 to 30,000 Penn state fans will be uh, in college park. It's a matter of, you know, if you're a Maryland fan, you have a season ticket, are you still even going to the games?
1: Yeah. And that's what I was sort of talking about is it's, whether Maryland can kind of fill the stands and these, these students need a reason to cheer for this team and a win on Saturday can definitely put not the church back on the map but it can show fans a reason to, to support this team and so not
0: check out as you were talking about earlier. Yeah, and really would give Maryland an opportunity to have a fairly big game against uh, what could be and what most likely will be a one-loss Michigan team uh, come their November 20th senior day. Jack, going kind of down the line here. What do you think Maryland absolutely needs to do to win this game, and and where do you think uh, they could run into some trouble?
1: Yeah, I think we talk about it most every week. So I think Locks has got to come out with a good game plan on the first drive. And a quick start for the Terps will always pay dividends for them, and a quick, a quick score three nine on the other side for the Penn State offense will just give them a big confidence boost. I think. Not only this week, but every week, that's a key to victory for the Terps. But also something that could give them trouble is Sean Clifford having time to throw the ball and, and giving the Maryland cornerbacks trouble, kind of covering these tough mini-line mini receivers for five, six, even seven seconds on some plays if he's able to get out of the pocket and extend plays. So I think the Maryland defensive line has got to kind of contain him in the pocket and, and get
0: pressure on him quick. Yeah, there's two things that I think Meryl needs to do different uh, than what I've said in the past, and, and this one's more on a player by player basis. Two guys for the Terps really have to step up this week, and two guys that I'm going to say have had disappointing years, and and we'll kind of stand by that. One of them is Nick Cross, Maryland's star defensive safety. Great start to the year as the injuries have amounted. In the defensive backfield, he's taking some bad angles to the football. It looks like he's trying to do a little bit too much. He has got to be on in this game. He came up big last week in some moments, but this is this is the game, I think, for Nick Cross. He is definitely an NFL talent player. He just has to get back to just playing his role and doing his thing at that kind of free safety spot for the Terps. The other guy is Targeeb Still. I think you're going to see a lot of Jahan Dotson and Parker Washington going up against Targeeb Still and Jacorian Bennett for the Terps. But Still is the guy... That was a freshman All-American last year. He did a great job against Penn State. That was his breakout game. He needs to do the same this year. He's got to have better better ball skills. And, and for this defense, they have got to force a turnover. You mentioned it, six, seven seconds. I don't really give Maryland much of a shot uh, against Dotson, only really Dotson. Washington will come open a couple of times underneath, but Dotson goes deep. He'll, he'll definitely uh, come up with some big plays. And really, I think Maryland's teed up here to go up against two first-team All-American uh, players in the next two weeks: Jahan Dotson this week, and Walker, the running back from Michigan State, next week. It's going to be limiting over these next two weeks. Both of those guys that will define whether they can compete in either of these next two games uh, for the offense. Run the ball 40 times again. Shorten the game. Get your offense on there. Get your defense rested because you know uh, the Terps are going to be running some short rotations with those injuries uh, that have come up in the front seven. Uh, they they moved the depth chart around a little bit to kind of compensate for those. Sam O is not in the starting lineup this week, probably because he's going to be rotating inside uh, as a defensive tackle and at his defensive end spot. He can definitely do that. But, you know, the more and more time lapses this year, the less and less guys that I think Mike Loxley had the idea that he was going to give big uh, snap counts to this year on the field. So it's leading to some, you know, position moving. And, and just trying to figure out the best combinations of guys to put out a competitive product on Saturday. But, uh, this is going to test Maryland and, and we'll see, we'll see what the result is. Cause Jack, I got to be honest, I don't really know what Maryland we're going to see cause it, or really what Penn State we're going to see. You could see the Penn State that lost to Illinois and Maryland could roll them by 20 points or, well, the Penn State that showed up last week could and, and Maryland could lose this game 59 to seven.
1: Yeah, definitely. And something that you pointed out that I agree with is that Maryland needs to run the ball and set the tone early inside. But going off of that, I know I love to pick on Nia a lot, but something for when he, he does have the ball in his hands and they need a first down or they need to get chunk yardage, it's, it's the fact that he can't be forcing the ball downfield. We saw that a lot against Iowa and sometimes in the Ohio State game. When when Maryland needs yards, it, it's okay to take a sack in some scenarios when instead you're going to get picked off. So he needs to be smart
0: with where he's looking to throw the ball and not force it into some spots. Yeah, and and to that point, he's got to pull it down and run. He did that a lot last year against Penn State. It resulted in you know some big yardage gains, especially early on in the game. And in the, some of those third down moments, even going back to this Indiana game, he could pull the ball down and run for 10 to 15 yards or seven yards when they need to. He's got to do it this has to be the game where he says I'm confident and, you know, I don't have to throw the ball every play. I can show up that I'm an athletic player, which we all know that he is more so than his brother. He's got to be able to pull it down and run it a little bit and have some confidence in that game for himself. But we're talking about the same points as Jack has said, and, and as I have said in this podcast, confidence of the quarterback, you know, competency in the defensive backfield, running the football and getting the first, Getting that quick start, that seems to be the same points week in and week out. And every Saturday for at least the last couple of weeks, we've been getting a different result. Maryland, and this is a stat that we really haven't seen very much since the Terps have joined the Big Ten. Maryland has had the lead in every game they've played this year. We're getting a lot of what we talk about, but it's just after that first drive and the defense goes out there on the field, uh, things seem to change. The energy has got to be high for maryland you know there are going to be a lot of road fans there that are going to bring the energy for penn state maryland's kind of got to look within and say what do we have because the fans unlike that iowa game we're not going to see the same maryland fan turnout that we saw it's not going to be coming from the fans as much it will a little bit but guys like carlos carrier that have been in this program for a long time that have still play as hard as possible uh greg rose you know you look at your some of your senior and veteran leaders and say this is this is a time where we either make the jump or everybody quits on us. And, and I think uh, we kind of saw that against Minnesota, but it was on the road. If that Minnesota game was at home, I think we probably wouldn't see the same result that we saw. But th- this is one of those times where, again, Mike Loxley will show what kind of program he's, he's building here. Yeah,
1: I definitely agree. And kind of moving into our predictions for Saturday, as we were talking about earlier Penn State a 10-point favorite. The over-under, I think, is set at around 55. Mason,
0: what's your prediction for Saturday? Yeah, I'm not going to predict that Maryland wins this game. Um, I don't think they can stop the run well enough. I don't think they can stop Jahan Dotson. Uh, Maryland puts up an effort, and it is a somewhat close game, which these two teams like to play, especially when they're both bad. Uh, Terps lose 34-24. Uh, to 24.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go with a similar prediction to you. I don't think Maryland comes out with the win. I think Penn State's just too much, and they have too much talent for the Terps to handle. I'm gonna go Penn State
0: 37, Maryland 21. And that over/under is set at 55 and a half, and uh, I believe we both got the over on that. We'll come out on top on Saturday, and I'm looking forward to it. It'll be my first uh, in-person Maryland game of the season. I will be in College Park. Uh, for what, what usually is one of the better events uh, that Maryland Athletics has every year or every other year when they play this game in College Park, uh, if you can make it out there, it should be a good 3.30 kickoff. Looks like the weather will be nice, and I really hope the Terps pull it out, even though I just picked uh, that I don't think they will. Yeah, definitely, and just
1: one more thing to sort of watch out for is, is as we were talking about, starting out fast, and hopefully it'll lead to a good good day for Maryland.
0: Yeah, it seems like our motto of the year, uh, Jack, is if they start off fast, uh, we'll see what happens after that. Right, but exactly. If they don't start off fast, it's probably not going to look good. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Young Terps podcast. Uh, by the way, this is me hopping in while editing uh, this week's episode. This is the second straight week that we've had uh, some audio issues while recording. We apologize for that. But as always, thanks for listening. Go Terps. Beat Penn State.